Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hello one and all, and welcome to Behind the Glass. I'm your host, Sam, from the YouTube channel Seen Through Glass. And I'm Tony from Gravelwood Car Sales. Yes, you are. Uh, Each week we get together, we talk about cars, motorsport, F1, car... What else? Cars? Cars. We talk about cars, cars. don't we? (laughs) (laughs) You can listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You can watch us on youtube.com forward slash Behind the Glass. Don't forget to subscribe and turn on notifications. And Tony, if people want to support this podcast, what should they do? Watch it. No. (laughs) But also head to Patreon. You can support us on patreon.com forward slash behind the glass. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Well, we survived the Mille Emilia. Just. Just. I mean, you know? just is really the perfect word to yeah. describe it. Um, Tony and I are back. If you missed it, if you didn't know, last week we competed. We didn't just participate. We competed in the Mille Emilia Ferrari tribute. And we are going to be recording a full episode giving you a full behind the scenes look at our adventure because I've got two main channel videos coming about our Mille Emilia experience. And I don't really want to ruin them by talking about it now. So I think our Mille Emilia behind the glass episode will come out next week. Fair. So if you're, if you're chomping at the bit to hear Mille Emilia stories, stay tuned. And this is a little bit of a plug. You haven't got to listen to me, but you have to watch these videos, by the way, because they are going to be unbelievable. And I never talk about nice things about your nice, <laughs> your, your main channel. But honestly, if you don't watch the main channel... I'm sure you all do, but if you don't, you need to go and watch them two videos because they are going to be madness. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm, I'm literally in the middle of putting together the first episode yeah. and I'm already like, this is gold. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, that, that's all we're going to say for now. We're teasing the main channel and this channel. All I will say is subscribe to both right now. From that. <laughs> Turn on notifications. And if you want to support this podcast, become a patron. Oh. And, uh, Will that give you anything? Well, yes, you'll get the you'll get the behind the scenes stories from Mila Milia sooner than everyone else. Yeah. Um, anyway, today is a bit more a bit more of a traditional episode. We have quite a lot to talk about because whilst we were away, cars launched. Stuff left happened. Right, oh my god! And we are in the build up to Goodwood Festival of Speed yep. this weekend. Are you going? No. Okay. Because <laughs> at one minute you were going, then uh, you weren't going. So you're not going at all. I'm not going at all. I was going to go uh, with a friend of mine. We was going to go and sit in Porsche for the day. Lovely. In hospitality. Um, but um, no, okay. I'm, I'm not going now. My plan, I think, is to go half the day on Friday and then most of the day on Saturday 
TBC, because this hay fever is bad. I might have to bow out. No, hay fever. I, well, I don't know. You can probably hear I'm a bit nasally. I'm hoping it's hay fever. If I got COVID again, well, I'm jumping straight off a cliff because that will be a disaster. I've got too much going can on. Can I be there? What if jump I jump off, off a cliff? <laughs> you only want to be there if I'm jumping off with my 360. I, uh, I only want to be there to make sure you do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, so apologies if I'm a bit nasally, but I am, I am being uh, hit pretty hard with the, pol- <laughs> the pollen at the moment, um, or just exhaustion from the last three to four weeks. But anyway, yeah, my plan is to be there uh, on the Friday morning and on Saturday. And, and I am excited. I'm daunted by the current weather here in the UK. At the moment, it's like 27, 28 degrees, which in the grand schemes of European, the Europe heat wave it's not that bad no but that's bad for the uk because we don't have air conditioning here we're not prepared for it we don't have the right clothes and going to a huge event like festival of speed and close to 30 degrees not fun or knowing this country is going to be hot now for two days and then it'll pour harder rain at the weekend which i'm actually quite keen for are you really <laughs> yeah i don't mind it <laughs> no, it's an excuse just to sit in hospitality and not yeah, much i like going really oh, i'm going to give away my secrets now <laughs> i like going to goodwood really early like literally one of the first, I think doors open 7.30. Yeah. Straight in. Run round. Run like a maniac. No cameras, just run and look. Sometimes stuff is undercover, which is a bore. Run and look. And then once you've seen everything, go chill at somewhere where you can see the straight and give up. Because if you turn up at 11 a.m. Mm-hmm. and try and walk around that event, especially on the Saturday or the Sunday, yeah, I mean, you're moving at, a snail's pace. Especially you, if you're seen through glass. I mean, you oh, well, you like, know. can you imagine? Like, <laughs> so, everyone knows you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> if, if you don't know him at a, 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 a festival of speed, you don't know, you don't like cars. <laughs> so this is a, this is a hangover from some of the chat. That, well, <laughs> you're starting to get insight a little bit as to what happened in our car during the Mila Milia. There was a conversation which happened in which to wind Tony up, I said, oh mate, everyone on the side of the road knows who I am. Yeah. Right? <laughs> That's why they're here. Because Tony's like, do you reckon these people know us? I was like, oh, come on, Tony. <laughs> if you've heard of a car, you know what's seen through glasses. Yeah. It was a joke, which he now thinks I was serious about and seems to like to wind me up for it. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, so lots going on this week. Lots to talk about. But I want to dive straight in because on Monday, Uh-oh. I got a pretty mad phone call. Go on. From Portia Guilford. Oh, oh. you did, yeah. Because Paul Wallace was here recording... <laughs> A podcast with you and uh, he was taking pictures of you flapping <laughs> yeah, I was definitely flapping because ladies and gentlemen I have a build month for my GT3 <gasps> I was not expecting this uh, you hopefully would have seen the announcement video over on the main channel another plug for the main channel uh, when I revealed that yes I am getting a 992 GT3 with a wing uh, thanks to Porsche Guildford but when I put my deposit down when we confirmed that order no one had a clue when that car was coming because of the sort of production delays that the world is suffering but especially Porsche the sort of realistic guess was early next year that's what we were kind of plotting and planning for and actually behind the glass live which I want to talk about briefly in a little bit uh, someone came up to me and said that they had a 992 I think it was a 992 GTS on order maybe it was a 718 boxster GTS anyway they had some kind of GTS on order and their build time was 18 months. Mm. And I was like, oh yeah, okay, so my car's not coming anytime soon. I then got an email last week from that same guy saying, oh, just had a call from my dealer. My car's coming in September. Like, hopefully you'll get good news too. Flapping. And I was like, hopefully not, because I ain't got the cash. <laughs> <laughs> and then as we're recording after the chicken flag with Paul, my phone starts ringing and I look at it and I go, oh, that's Porsche Kilford. <laughs> I was like, oh 
no. Um, but anyway, Russell, amazing salesman there who's been looking after me since day dot. Been there a um, long time, Russell. Oh, yeah, you know Russell too? Yeah, of course, yeah. Because, yeah. of course, you bought cars through Guildford for a yeah. long time as well. 20 odd of them. Oh, calm down. <laughs> uh, don't sound so jealous, Tony. <laughs> um, uh, he's on the phone. He goes, Oh, hi, mate. And we have this awkward small talk. I was like, Okay, come on, Russell, just rip the band aid off. What are you about to tell me? Sorry, Sam, we got it wrong. You don't have a GT3, but we. <laughs> anyway, uh, he said, I have good news. Your car's going to be built in October. Yeah. October this year. Yeah, so that'll be that. I don't think you'll see it in October, mate. I, I think that'll be a November car. So he said it slightly depends on bi- exact week of build. I said as well, yeah, I said so November delivery. He said yes, but there is a chance it could be first week of October, which it would then be here end of October. But right at the end. Yeah, right at the end. Yeah. So in my mind, it's November. Yeah. Perfect time to take delivery of a GT3 in the UK. The, the wettest month we get. Yeah. Um, but I mean, who cares? So, so excited. I was a bit like, oh my God, Magnitude Finance, where are you at? What tyres have you spec for that car? What tyres? Tyres, yeah. T- you, know the, you know the things that go on wheels? Yeah, I don't the, think... The, the can you things? spec tyres? Yeah. I not on the configurator. No, no, but, but okay. Then well, maybe they maybe they will choose for you then, so yeah. you can have Pirelli courses, right, or Michelin's. Well, whatever turn, what, it, it will turn up with one. I, I haven't been told I have a choice. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, did you have a choice when you ordered yours? No, no, but you can specify. I think you can oh. say to. I don't think you have got a choice, but I think you can say to them, tell Russell, can you make sure it's got Michelin's on or Pirelli's, whatever you prefer. Oh, wow. I had no idea. They come with both tyres. Well, actually, I mean, okay, I don't know what tyres I'm getting, but I do know a few other things because he said that's not the only good news. Uh-huh. We have more news. Brilliant. Firstly, carbon ceramics are available once again. Good. And even though I'm not that fast, as in, I think I test drove, the first time I drove 992 GT3, I had the steel brakes and I was totally fine, totally happy with that. I was like, whatever. But through peer pressure from you and a little bit of bullying from some other GT3 owners, I'm a bit like, well, ceramics gets me a few things, lack of brake dust, I, I don't want to think about resale value. It's not how I buy cars, but it is a GT3. I have to kind of have 20% of my brain or 10%, 5% of my brain on resale. Most cars, if they can get ceramics, will always sell a little bit better. Yeah. Um, and in the grand scheme of things, this is going to sound like the most sort of bougie, over-the-top, unrelatable thing bougie, I've ever I said. <laughs> Everyone <laughs> says that. Bougie. Word. It's the new common Chelsea word. It is. <laughs> yeah. Me and my mates are so bougie. Yeah. Um, do you remember the club bougie? No. Oh, there was a club called Bougie, really popular club. Yeah, South Ken actually. Right. It's where like Prince Harry and everyone used to go that's back right, in the, back in the day. Yeah, yeah, Bougie. Um, anyway, uh, it's only six grand. What carbon ceramic? Yeah, like I know, like that sounds so unrelated. Like, so it's only six grand, but don't forget, people, I am financing, and that kind of equates to about a hundred and twenty quid per month more, I think, for ceramics, and should potentially... You'll get their money back at the other end. Yes. For sure. If I ever come to sell, when I ever come to sell, um, yeah, you get that kind of, that money back, theoretically. So, yeah, so ceramics are are a go. You won't miss them in this country, the ceramics, but when you go to Europe, which you will, and you're in an Alp road on a switchback, that's when you'll miss them. Well, and two two other things. Firstly, the the non-brake dust I like, because I'm going to reveal a bit here. I'm almost certain I'm going to have silver wheels. Oh. Almost. But even if I had non-silver was brake dust is still... So glad to get rid of that. You reveal the colour of the car. Nope, 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 nope. Car, car. I mean, down. I don't know the colour. No, of the nor do I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then also, yellow calipers. I like the fact that depending on my body colour, 
I can have yellow. So I'm picking. You can have black calipers. I'm picking. I don't know, but you can't have yellows unless you pick ceramics, Correct. right? So basically, the reason I'm picking ceramics is I can get yellow calipers and I don't get brake dust. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing to do with performance or longevity. <laughs> Just want no brake dust and coloured calipers. Yeah. And anyway, then the second big exciting bit of news. Drum roll again. PTS. Oh, good. A paint to sample slot. It, should I wish? I can, of course, still choose to go for one of the standard colors. They're actually, I mean, I love GT Silver. Gentian Blue is really nice. I had on the turbo when I first drove that. I like the yellows. I mean, I, the standard colors are good, but I do think I'll go PTS. Fair enough. What PTS? <laughs> doesn't delay, <sighs> doesn't delay in any way? Well, what ah. it does do, doesn't delay anything, but it means I have to lock in my spec in two weeks time i mean mid-july first week of july right oh 6th of july oh, is my spec lock-in date oh i was like oh you don't know what color yet nope <laughs> and when you say paint sample i'm like oh that's open up a world of pain because uh, yeah, yeah. like i could go to town Yo, yeah. i could go and the thing is right uh, if you've watched this channel, either of my channels for a long time, you'll know that basically whenever it comes to Porsche, I like green. When we had the Cayman- so everyone else now. Well, <laughs> that's what I was about to come on to. Was it? So I had the 718 Cayman S wrapped it Irish green or what was supposed to be Irish green. The 911 Carrera T, it was a kind of version of black olive. It was a bit of a Rolls Royce olive, but then we turned it into a bit of a Porsche black olive. Um, 996 State GT Silver, which I really liked. But anyway, I do like a green Porsche, but then yes, the world went, Oh, they like green passes too. Because of you. No, mate, yeah. not because of me. <laughs> Probably because of Tino, oak green metallic. But also, uh, just, the world suddenly went, oh, mate, green, grey, green. Yeah, like, oh, we can have a paint sample slot. I'll go green. And fair play, because I love green Porsches as well. And it's a very historic colour mm. for Porsches. And they do an amazing array of them. And if this was two, three years ago, I'd pick green no matter what. Yeah. I'd be straight on the greens. Yeah. But because the whole, like every 992 GT3 paint to sample I see is green, I'm a bit like, <sighs> but then do I want to cut off my own nose to spite my own face in the sense of, if I want a green Porsche, should I just forget the fact that I'm upset everyone else has a green Porsche and just get the colour that I want? Do you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean because I've cut my nose off to spite my face many times. So <laughs> exactly You've got about. no nose left. <laughs> uh, but it's that kind of thing where I'm sitting here now going, oh, well, I can't pick green because everyone's had green and how boring and how predictable. But I'm like, but I do like green Porsches. So if I'm getting my dream factory built paint to sample 911 GT3, surely I should just pick the colour I want without thinking about. What's your favourite Ferrari colour? Red. Oh. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh. oh. V a, a variation of. I mean, I'd have Rosso Corsa. I'd have. I, what did I see the other day? Rosso Barquetta. Yeah, red, red. Barquetta's nice, actually. Super nice. Uh, Froco's my. Froco. Yeah, yeah. Froco's, Froco's nice, but I like the dark. Rosso Mugello. Like, I like a dark yeah. red on a Ferrari. Okay. Um, what was your point going to be if I'd said something else? What if I'd said yellow or black? Well, I said get, the, get that then. Oh, what? Put a Ferrari colour on the GT3. Yeah. Well, you nah. like Ferraris more than Porsche. Yeah, but like it's a Porsche. You're buying a Porsche. <laughs> I can't afford it. You walk right into that one. I can't afford a new Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. can, I can barely afford a new Porsche. But, well, um, he was looking at a Portofino a few months ago, mate. Uh, did we, do, have we talked about that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we can now because you're not getting it. Moving on swiftly. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I've, I, 
I literally very nearly pulled the trigger on the Portofino M, one of the last out of the factory. Yeah. 212,000 Was it? <laughs> oh, Was it really? And Vicky literally like walked in on my conversation with Dick Lovett and Swindon and just overheard me saying, so what would the delivery of the Portofino be? She was like, what? <laughs> Phone hung up immediately. Um, so yeah, so paint sample. I don't know. Like I'm, I, that's an internal battle with myself of like, do I just pick the color that I want, which is what I should do and forget social media, forget the world, just pick the car that I want, which if there was no such thing as Instagram, if I didn't give a crap, it probably would be an Irish green or a British racing green or something. But there are some other incredible colors out there and we've got a fun journey ahead of me for the next two weeks. Eventually I will do a specking video, probably September-ish time, kind of going through that process because I'm, I'm going to go down to Guildford I think next week to do the whole spec and I'll film it. I, I'm going to hold it back a bit. Fair enough. And I'll release it in sort of September time or something like that. I don't think you'll go green. And I'll tell you why I don't think you'll go green. It's because you like to be a little bit different to everyone else. Mm. So I think when you're sitting in that configurator room, you might look at green and then go, no, do you know what? I'm not going to go green. I'm going to have a pink one or something like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> Ruby Star. No, no. Ruby Star, mate. No, Ruby no. Star's a vibe. But then I fell in love with that ultraviolet GT4 in Deal and Drive Luxembourg. Wow, I was going to say, what about, uh, why don't you go that, that is that Viola? Uh, Hong oh, Kong? yeah. What you May, that, Viola Metallic or yeah. Uh, Ultraviolet? Mar yeah, it's the SE30 Lambo colour. I, I adore that. Or the, there's, a, there's a Hong Kong purple 488 knocking viola it's just, that's just viola metallic yeah that's a nice color as well mate there's brown oh there's brown <laughs> i mean welcome to my world of pain welcome green. welcome to my world of yeah. pain this is the problem i've got so yeah lots of decisions to be done and then the big huge decision which i'm now screwed on is manual versus pdk and i actually no but i actually got in some trouble we talked about this briefly a couple of weeks ago all of my GT3 Touring, 991.2 GT3 Touring mates messaged me, oh, look at you, Satan, talking about PDK. Like, they were all just absolutely hammering me. Being yeah, like, what touring cars are? Yeah, all manual cars. Yeah, even like, touring. Well, also with a wing. I got, you know him, with his wing. With his wing? Kills bugs <laughs> fast. You know, anyway. Do I? Yeah, I, I don't want to say it too much, he's a private guy. Oh. Um, shout out, by the way, because he definitely listens. So, okay. hello. hello. We'll just say kills bugs fast. Um, <laughs> yeah, but yeah, they're all manual drivers and they were all giving me crap. Ah, yeah, per se. Um, <laughs> well, you are. And I'm still like, so this is where it comes down to, and we'll, we covered this quite a few times, but uh, of the 992 generation, I've driven the manual two or three times, probably for about six or seven days. I've driven the PDK once down Route La Turbie uh, near Monaco. Why couldn't you drive it up? Didn't have enough power. I took the GT3 Touring up right. and then took the PDK 992 GT3 down. Right. Um, and in that video and on that occasion, I said, I don't feel the connection or the engagement that the manual 991.2 Touring gave me. Right, so well, that's because you was going up a hill. You was trying harder. Whatever, doesn't matter. I was just like, you know, I think I want the manual. And that's why I've always stuck. But as time has gone on, spending more time in my 360, blah, 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 it's like that GT3 is just so on that borderline of suiting both, depending on how you're going to use it, what occasions you're going to use it. And then on the back of Mille Mille, where we were chasing all these cars that had automatic gearboxes, I was just like, oh, maybe, maybe I should go. Or maybe I really want to attack the road fundamentally I know that I want I'm 75% manual I just need to drive okay so here's my plea sorry I'm rambling no I'm listening if you've got a PDK GT3 that's available within the next pre 5th of July that I can borrow for a day or two 
please do because I spoke to Porsche. They can't get me one until the 14th, which will be past the date. So I've, I've booked that in for a video. <laughs> so hopefully I wouldn't have put, chosen the wrong car by then because I would have to have locked in my spec. But I'm going to film the video debate, talking through the debate. But if you've got a PDK 992 GT3 that you're willing to lend to me for a couple of days or a day, please get in touch. <laughs> Can you listen to your mate? Can you just... No, 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 Because we do, no, we do not agree about this, so I'm not going to listen to you. But you've already said, I'm going to be very logical now, right? So you've got to listen, because for the first time in my life, hopefully I'll be able to talk a little bit of sense into you. So you have a manual 360, right? Which you adore. You adore it. Yep. Mainly because of the manual gearbox. Absolutely. So there is your manual fun. Sure. It's, It's more than fast enough, the 360, for... A manual gearbox, right? In terms of power. No, no, no. I've been that, after the Milo Milo. Let's just, just wait. And I've experienced it. I've sat in the passenger seat and experienced it firsthand, right? So, actually, if that car had another 100 at all's power, you'd be fuming that, that, that using a manual. But it's just got enough power. It's a bit like a manual GT4, right? It's that, that power band. You've already said that on the Milo Milo, you were struggling I mean the power of the cars were loads more <laughs> double the power and, and some of them were double the power yeah the 812s yeah. and it's annoying mate you are gonna 100% have that and don't forget the feeling in your 360 is not the same as a manual car because a manual car is loads more refined sorry manual the, 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 your manual 360 yeah. it, it's almost like part of the character that's got a manual box the the manual GT3, it will make a difference. But what I'm saying is, will it make that much of a difference? Because whether it's got a PDK or a manual, right? Because it's already like, it's not all its character, basically. Mm, That's mm, what I'm mm, saying. Mm. So when you really, really on it and when you really need it, which is basically what that car's for, and you will be driving it like that mm-hmm, because that's mm-hmm. what it's for. You'll be driving it up in the revs because... That's what it's for. It's 540 horsepower. So based on what we've both said and both agreed on before, it's too much horsepower for a manual gearbox. So if you look at all them scenarios and put them in the mix, put them in the, in the pot and swiggle them around, you come out with PDK. Just being real logical. We're going to move on in two seconds because I feel like the last four weeks we've had a manual versus PDK argument and I'm sure people are a little bit bored of it now. All I would say is that you have a very good point when I'm driving with other modern automatic supercars. Mm. That is only 10, 15% of the time that I drive my cars. Most of the time, I drive my cars alone. On road trips, out and about, in and around the UK, I'm by myself. And therefore, the engagement that I get, the ability to control gear changes, the feel of being connected with the driver a bit more is where I lean towards manual. But you make a very good point. And look, videos are coming. By the time you see a video of me having this debate on the main channel, I would have already locked in my spec. So let's hope... Whatever I discover when Porsche lend me both cars back to back, I won't regret my choice. But um, anyway, stay tuned on that. Very exciting news. October can't come around soon enough, or maybe November can't come around sooner and soon enough. Um, but yeah, plenty more content to come. I probably won't reveal my exact spec until the car turns up. But I think yeah, Septemberish time I'll reveal. I'll release the video that I'm going to film with Guildford uh, before yeah before we lock in the spec. Anyway, let's move on because as we said, lots of things have been happening 
They have since we've been away. And I guess most noticeably within the last 24 hours, the final, un- well, finally the unveiling of the M3 touring. Yeah. Now I want to have a fight with you here oh. because firstly, so uh, just things that we know, X-Drive only and competition spec only. Is that, that's just in the UK? I think that's UK. Yes, yeah. yeah, so there must be rear wheel drive variants somewhere in the world, but we're only getting all. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, bet you get 20, 20, 20, bet you get 20, 20, bet you get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Automatic X Drive cars. Yeah. I want to have a fight with you because of the price. 80 grand. We when we spoke about this before, we thought this was going to be ludicrously expensive. What is a oh okay, what is a standard M3 these days, competition X Drive? Uh mid 70s, 72, 74. So it's like a five grand price hike, we yeah, think. It's not it's not it's not the end of the world. I think that's great. Because before we, or maybe you, speculated that this would be an extremely expensive car. Well, hold on a minute. The 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 uh, uh, a spec M3 or M4 convertible is extremely expensive. <laughs> the one I'm driving one at the moment, as you know, yep. it was ninety five grand list. I mean, that is extremely expensive. That is they're extremely all, expensive. They're all going to be around that figure, mate. So um, we've had a couple of the M3s in stock new shape ones mm-hmm. and they've all had the ultimate packs and all the bits on them and they're, they're 90 grand list for a saloon yeah okay so I got it I got 
carried away by the 80 grand list price and forgot that actually you can spec these pretty high quite quickly. Yeah. Because it's not like, uh, I feel like usually with Audis, actually that's a lie because the difference between Vorsprung and non Vorsprung is pretty mm. insane, isn't it? Yeah, okay, fine. So spec these up. They'll, they'll trickle over 100K, won't they? Some, some, or, some or idiot. They'll, they'll will be get 95. Them. They'll be, they'll be yeah. similar to convertible car. But we think they're going to sell like hotcakes. Well. Oh. Well. Oh. Oh. So the first headline. 10 seconds faster than any other estate cards to go bang the Nürburgring. What was the previous record holder for the uh, Nürburgring estate? Was it, it the Panamera? Must be the Panamera. Was it the Panamera? I think it Nürburgring was the Turbo estate. hybrid thing. Record. So uh, last week they made a huge fuss of that beforehand. The Seat Leon ST Cupra 280. Is it? Yeah, it was the previous record holder. Oh dear. Oh dear. Well, anyway, well, no wonder it's 10 seconds. I was going to say, I'm like, well, that was easy enough, wasn't it? Yeah, that's My easy God. Enough. So they made a huge fuss about that. And then the old wheel starts turning and everyone starts jumping up and down and getting excited. And guys, it's an M3 estate car. You know what it's going to be like, this car? Go on. All the hype, it'll end up being like them RS3s. All the hype, everyone gets excited. Now there's millions of them on the market. No one cares about them anymore. They're not really that good. And uh, they're all losing money. I had a guy the other day call me up. Yeah. RS3. Yeah. And he uh, he said, I've got one on order. It's at, it's, at, um, it's at the Audi dealer. I want four grand over list for it. So well, where, where am I going to make any money? And these M3s are going to be exactly the same. People are going to think they're miles over list. There's going to be a ton of them around because M3s and M4 convertibles, they only come out last year. They're all miles behind now. Sure, sure. So I think this is going to be, it'll be a great car, mate, because the M3 and the M4. As we said, are actually big step forwards from the previous generation. We're fans of them. We're fans of it. It's a great car. It's just a more practical version. For sure. But as we know from social media, everyone gets overhyped and overexcited about a hundred grand state car. Well, firstly, can I correct myself? Because that article I mentioned, the Seat Leon is from 2002. (laughs) (laughs) The previous record uh, makes more sense. It's the E63S wagon. Oh, is it? uh, Yeah, it makes a lot more sense. Um, Yes. I mean, this is a car that we've said many times before, the internet has been begging BMW to make. Yeah. It's one, it's like a sort of, you know, it's a bit like the Gordon Murray car, you know, right down on paper, a car that Instagram will love the M3 estate. Like estates are cool again. While the world's gone SUV mad, or at least Europe's gone SUV mad. uh, Everyone's been going, oh no, but if you're a True car guy, if you're really into cars, you're going to get an estate. Screw SUVs. And now here is the first ever M3 estate. Yeah. So dreamy. That's exactly why people are going to go mad for it. And I think it will sell very well, but you're right. Once the kind of initial hype has cooled off and people have realized, okay, it's just a practical version or more practical version of an already good car. I think it will very quickly. And that's all it is. And when you look at, when you, when you start looking at the market, other vehicles around that, that, that do the same thing, an RS4, sure. for instance, okay, sure. it might not be quite as fast, but there won't be loads in it. Um, it's 30 grand cheaper. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, it's, no, it's not no. 30 grand less cold. Uh, no, you know I, I mean? I'm with you there. I mean, obviously, it's a little bit dated now in, in general. The Ask for needs a bit of an update, doesn't it? But they had, they ever, they did facelift facelift it, it yeah. But, but last year, you would suggest that this is a generation ahead. This M3, there, there should be another RS4 coming for sure to answer this. But yeah, yeah you're right. It's just a mid-level estate yeah. car. Um, yeah. But it's already got that kind of cult status. It's going to be super interesting to see what happens with it on the on the market. A bit like with the Mira after we were talking about, you know, the Amira hype and what's going to happen with that once they start hitting the market. So watch this space. Uh, if you're going to Goodwood this weekend, you'll know it's going to be flying up the hill. Oh, is it? Part, yeah, part of BMW's big uh, celebration. So I think BMW are the main partner, or BMW M are the main partner for Goodwood this year. So lots of their cars are going to be on display. Uh, and yes, this is going to be sort of one of the highlights. So I think it looks good. I do think it looks good. So, you know, cool I to see. I have no doubt, mate, it'll be a fantastic car because the saloon the convertible are fantastic cars I have absolutely no doubt but I, I just think it's get, people are just getting oh, a little bit overexcited because in the state I predict within Europe this will be the YouTube car of 2023 okay fine I think almost every YouTuber you can imagine will, will have one of Do these cars coming yeah 100% that's what I predict but we'll see thanks uh, now oh, we've got to be careful here because <laughs> we're going to just be old grouchy men who are finally had their day in the sun come because their day in the sun (laughs) out of nowhere after questioning where this car had gone and what on earth McLaren were doing with their lives whilst we were away the McLaren Artura press drives took place and the reviews came out Mm. so if you're just catching up if you've missed a few episodes we spoke quite recently about the fact that the Artura launched 18 months ago, I think. And the original international press drives, which tend to take place around the same time the first customer cars are turning up or just before the first customer cars are turning up. That's what we tend to see with manufacturers. Uh, was scheduled, I think it was October last year, maybe. And there were horror stories. I mean, I think the first batch of journalists that were due to go out were heading to the airport and McLaren cancelled the event. Really? Oh, right. There was a car that was written off by one of the engineers or mechanics uh, whilst doing a photo shoot, something like that. I think the other five or six cars that were there... His fault or the car's fault? I don't know. Oh, right. I don't know the details. Um, the other five or six cars that were there had endless problems and McLaren went, ah, oh, this is too it's many... Si- yeah, just sack it off. We've got work to do. Then I heard all these reports of hundreds of cars sitting in the factory unable to work, key components not working, something to do with uh, coolant issues or electric issues or certain components that have to be completely rebuilt and the cars are being stripped back, like a major recall before the card even came out. Yeah. Endless DMs and emails. This is what the, this is the truth about what's going on with Artura. And then, yeah, as, as I say, out of nowhere, suddenly, oh, no, there's some press drives. And I was like, oh, okay, well, fair play. Maybe they've been working hard in the background and we've just been classically negative about McLaren. But... Then the reviews came out. Uh-oh. And I don't know if you've seen these, but it seems like majority of journalists had some kind of technical or reliable issues, reliability issues with their car. Yeah. And I think, was it the car affection video that was titled like, great car, but not ready? Or something that extreme. Yeah. And it very quickly circulated like, what am McLaren doing? Like, car's clearly not ready, still not ready. So did they just have to go, heck, we've got, we've just got to get something going here. Even if the cars aren't ready, we just put people in it. We've got to do something and let's hope it's good enough that they forget these reliability issues. Mm. But for me, 
And God, I want McLaren to get this right. God, I wish. We all do. We all love the idea of this company and this brand. And this car was exciting 18 months ago. Mate, it was 2019 they first started talking about this car. And with the 296 GTB, like, great. Like, get, let's get another hybrid supercar. This, is, this should be fantastic. Yeah. And here we are going, oh my God. I mean, if you've got an Artura on order and you've been waiting 18 months or whatever, yeah. and now you've seen these reviews saying that a company we already had reliability concerns about have produced a car that's unreliable. What are you doing? Are you still taking the car? Like, yeah. So what did you see? How much well, of it did my, you... My, my concerns initially were obviously reliability. The fact it's not ready is 720S all over again. Because that when that car... It wasn't ready, mate. Yeah, they you're, rushed it you're out. You're probably right. It wasn't, yeah. it wasn't quite ready... And it, even now, they still have niggles with them cars because it wasn't... At least the early finished. cars. Yeah. yeah. The 600LT is miles better because they'd obviously <laughs> sorted... It's based on the 570S and they've just made it better and sure. it, there's less problems. There was a couple of... I watched a couple of videos. I watched... Uh, uh, was it Auto Express? I'd see Steve Sutcliffe mm-hmm. watched... And he was fairly nice about the car... I'm fairly honest. I like Steve Sutcliffe as well. Sure. I like his reviews. And um, he said at the end um, that it's not... He, he doesn't feel it's finished. Mm-hmm. He also he also said that he thinks the car's being held back. As in, that's probably quite clear though because it's, it's a little bit unfair that the Artura is compared to the 296. Because sure that'll be the new 720S that should be compared to the 296 because it's it's the sports series and not the super series and the do you know what it, I mean but, but is it pro- yes mate I, I think the new 720S hybrid whatever they call it I think that sits above a 296 so a 720S and a 488 Same. no see I, I think 720S is above a 488 but in what in what respect in performance no well it is in performance (laughs) isn't that the only respect no 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 because McLaren in terms of straight line speed have always been faster than Ferrari but Ferrari don't care you know normally in general you'd have a in a a bracket you'd have a 720S a 488 and a Hurricane the Hurricane's the slowest out a lot of them so what what does that mean it's not in the bracket Mm. it is in the bracket they're all that sort of money the Artura is 60 80,000 quid less than a 296. So you'd imagine that the, the next Super Series will, will go, be 300 grand. So I don't think that's quite okay. fair. Okay. But the, the fact that they've both got hybrid V6s. They've both got hybrid V6s. I understand that, mate. But the, mm. the, the, the 296 is 100 dollars power more yeah, as well, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And like I said, 60 or 80,000 quid more, plus options. We know how spiteful Ferrari could be with yeah, their options. Definitely. The, the real big major problem that I, I, I took from watching a couple of the videos and, and the write-ups, and I didn't read it all. Uh, uh, Chris Harris done a, done a piece on collecting cars. I, didn't, I skipped through it, but for what I read, he wasn't very nice about it at all, which is because unlike, he likes McLaren's. He's unlike him. I think he has similar gripes to us. I Fair. Think. Okay. So um, the real thing that I took from watching the videos is how hot it gets from the back, and they've made this... Chim- they call it a chimney. Wow! To to get rid of the heat from the back of the engine. Well, that's a fire. 
Yeah. No, no, no. Because no, that, that is the fire. It does. It, it, it gets to nine hundred and thirty degrees or something at the back. Wow. And we know our. Wow. We know what McLaren are like, but they've actually called it. It's, it's an actual thing, and they call it a chimney to get rid of the heat from the engine because it's generating so much. So heat. much heat because of the hybrid systems. Because of everything, mate. Wow. Because it's all there and it's all hot. So. I, that, that that straight away when I heard that I thought flipping ill that, that's a that's a fire that is a prop that's a huge problem <sighs> it's you know it, we're sort of banging our heads against the wall a bit aren't we and I'm actually supposed to have seen the McLaren guys at, at Festival of Speed and to find out you know what's going on and what their yeah. plans are and, you know it's a car that at some point I want to drive because I want to experience but not when it's not going to work because I'm just going to make a boring video going well this car doesn't work and yeah. who wants to see that we just want them to figure this stuff out and the yeah. quality control just gets sorted. Like that 720S Spider that I borrowed, was it the start of last year? Start of this year? Start of last car, year, yeah. wasn't it? And it was this whole turnaround of look at all the work we've done, look at how good things are now. And I had the best weekend with it. And I thought, here we go. This is why people who have McLarens and don't have problems love the brand so much. Yeah. And this is what we wanted to think about the brand. And I'm now like, if if they if they say to me, if I say, oh, you know, we get an Arturo next week if you want, I'm going to be like, what's the point? Yeah. It's just going to break and I'm going to be frustrated. Yeah. So yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I know what you're saying about it sits differently to 296, but I just sometimes feel like McLaren, when they do, when they are producing cars, they just, they're a little bit off kilter. They're a little bit offset to Ferraris in this, and I think they try and do that sort of almost on purpose because well, it's the only way they can compete with well them. that's what I mean you know if you go directly up against the cars I, I, I don't think it quite adds up because yeah when 720S came along it was a step above 488 I think and now you've got 296 GTB is obviously the replacement for, replacement for F8 and 720S looks old and outdated but then I think the Arturo, whilst it is down on numbers and stuff like that, is sort of there or thereabouts. And you would expect whatever the 720S replacement is, if they ever make one, will be another step forward beyond 296. Because we've got to remember, 296 is now the entry level, the baseline mid-engine Berlinetta. Sure. You know, yeah. like we've got big stuff coming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's going to be interesting to see. But fundamentally, it smelt of McLaren rushing that out the door because they felt like they had to. Maybe maybe pre Goodwood maybe like we've just, we, we can't yeah, show this enough. car again at Goodwood we've got to let some people drive it or something like that um, I will I will try and ask the questions people and feedback with you uh, yeah. for what they say yeah. um, I just suddenly had a thought about another car that's going to be at Goodwood that we wanted to talk about that I've completely forgot but next week uh, not next week the week uh, the week after maybe we'll do a Goodwood special we'll do a post Goodwood special um, reviewing all the cars that were there or that were unveiled because there's some things that are having the the what's called covers pulled off including that uh, Pro Drive Subaru oh my god Mate, have 460 thousand pounds what what's happened I mean that's a 22 it's a it's, it's a 22B basically correct yeah 460 thousand pounds but I think original 22Bs now are like 350 400 grand oh. and this is a better version mm. I mean uh, uh, yeah but, but it's still a it's still a 1990s it's not even a sports car I mean what well is it'll it? be very good because it's all carbon bodied and so, it'll yeah, be amazing fair but enough mate but it's another so a lot of things yeah <laughs> So there's a lot of things that are amazing. Your your GT3 that's coming is amazing. It's not 400 grand. Thank God. Uh. But actually, I forgot to say earlier, and I jumped when we were talking about M3 prices, GT3s have gone up. Yeah. So that was another, that was the that was the final negative in Russell's phone call. He said, just at the end, when I got really excited, and was like, I'm going to go PTS crazy. He said, oh, just need to mention that it is a 22, 2022, 2023 model year. So prices have gone up. Yeah. Um, 
So GT3, uh, I want to see what the original price was. Was it 117 or something? No, like no, 12 something. 123, two, two, I was think. It? I'm just going to find it on here. Um, it is so hot today. I'm actually sweating at this I table. I you're not well, because I am hot, but I'm not sweating. You're not, oh, no, but I am a sweaty guy. Are you? Yeah, I do tend yeah. to. Uh, there's a bit too much information for our, li- for our listeners. Oscillate, but, is that a word? No. No? Uh, it is a word, but it's not the right word. No? You're thinking of perspire, <laughs> perspirate. Oh, perspire. Yeah, that's, yeah perspirate. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> Oscillate. Oscillate's like porpoising. Is it? Yeah. Uh, okay, 127. 127. I still think that was... Not the original price. I think it was 123. But anyway, it's now 135. Plus, plus, plus. Oh, yes. Plus, plus, plus. Any spec that I do is pushing me above 155. Yeah, yeah. Bloody ridiculous. Um, so look, to finish off, I want to quickly talk about Behind the Glass Live. Yeah. We also had our first live a couple of weeks ago before we left. Went well. For Media Milieu. It went unbelievably yeah. well. We had an amazing time. Thank you so much to all of you that came along. We had a lot of fun. Met some lovely people. Met some lovely people. Saw some very interesting cars. Um, we've obviously got five more at least to go this year. Um, we want to do some boring housekeeping before those events come. Yeah. Because there was a little bit of like, confusing around timings and when people should turn up and what they should do and where they should go. The Duke of London space inherently is a bit tight. We've outgrown this venue. That's how amazing. insane you all are. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing to see the support, but it, it does mean that the events here are tight. So if you're coming to the one here in October, 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 uh, just be aware that parking is very tight. It will take you a while to get into the space. But just a reminder, 9.30 is the start time. And when I say start time, that's gates open. You cannot access any of these events, no matter what what location you're coming to, prior to 9.30. If you turn up before 9.30, you simply will not be able to get in. Yeah, it, it's the. I know lots of you are travelling very, very far, and that's incredible, and you can't always time it perfectly. But I'm just warning you, because I think a few people had turned up at 9, and then they were frustrated that and they before. were waiting outside, and before. Yeah. And they were frustrated. So totally, like if you can't, if your timekeeping is not fantastic or your journey is quicker than you expected and you get here, no worries, but just don't be expected to be allowed in. For example, at Gravelwood, the gate to the Gravelwood compound is quite far from your actual unit. It's just a little country lane. You'll be sitting out on a country lane for a while. So it's just a word of warning. The gates will be shut. The gates will be shut. Just a warning. Uh, Second piece of advice or notice is it's one ticket per person, which is what it said on the website when you bought tickets is one ticket per person not per car so if you have bought a ticket thinking it's for your car and you've invited your wife and your kids get in touch let me know asap i don't think there's much we can do but, but at, least, at least at least get in touch it is written everywhere when you bought your ticket so hopefully no one's made that mistake yeah Pay- it's not, not plus one it's not plus one no no, no it's, it's one ticket per person and it is it some of you if you don't have a physical ticket there's a there's a list on the door so we check tickets or names of people against the list all of that so yeah make sure that you've clarified that with me if you've got any confusion patrons will always get some kind of vip treatment so patrons you'll find out separately via me or via the patron page what that gets you but if you're turning up as a non-patron and going well what's he doing over there why is that they're probably patrons so just fyi if you want some kind of special treatment become a patron um, yeah. you can't actually upgrade your ticket anymore so maybe well become a patron anyway for the future <laughs> events um, but fundamentally 
it's a great morning. We have about an hour to hang out and have coffee and all the cars park up. Everyone gets to meet each other. We have a photographer going around getting the Rate My Ride photos before we all head up. Sit down for the podcast. Uh, we try and chat to as many people as possible. Um, especially Basically, mate, we, do, we speak to everyone. Between we try us. and speak to everyone, yeah, don't we? I yeah, I think we do, yeah. Um, and for sure, you know, hang around after the event if, if as and when we can. Uh, we'll come and find you as well. Come up for... For photos, if you want a photo, yeah. or anything. but they're they're awesome mornings, and we're super excited. But we just want to clarify that because, well, we got some amazing feedback. People had great times, but I was aware, especially here at Duke of London, those of you that turn up a bit early, you were it's still until things got up and running, you seemed frustrated, and I don't want anyone to ever be frustrated. Of course not. I want people to come and have the best time ever at our events. We have the best time ever. We do. So it's essential you do too. Um, no news, unfortunately, yet on the additional events we've just been a bit too busy haven't we mm. it is we manic away, mate. oh so oh, i mean we went away and you say that maybe i'm un- unwell maybe i am because i did tenerife canada mille Emilia. i've now got festival of speed british grand prix and then i'm straight into another trip with the other car that you know i've been <laughs> teasing the, the other car the other thing big garage update coming soon essential um garage update because yeah Lots has happened. Uh, lots is happening. Um, so yeah, come August, I think w- we will have a summer break. I think I think we D- should. Just a word of warning, everyone. I think we've done it pretty consistently the last few years. August will probably take a few weeks off. But but wait a minute, mate. I think we always do have a few weeks off in August anyway. I that's think, what I'm saying. Yeah, we do that every year. Yeah, that's uh, you yeah. Keep, keep up the tradition. I think just yeah. a word of warning. Probably take a few weeks off in August. Yeah. Anyway, that wraps up today. That wraps up today's episode. Slightly shorter than usual, but still full of, I think, good chat and exciting chat about. Yes, my GT3. Oh, oh. I thought you were going to say about the M3 and the Altura. Well, <laughs> if that's what you're into, mate, <laughs> I only care about the GT3. Um, so yeah, lots more to come on that. Let me know your thoughts below. If you've got spec suggestions, I, I don't think I should open this up, but if you want to let me know your favourite PTS colour, oh, that's going to be a nightmare. Green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, they'll all suggest things that aren't green and that's going to just ruin my head for the next two weeks. Um, yeah, comment below. Uh, subscribe now, turn on notifications. That Mille Mille special behind-the-scenes episode is coming very soon, as well as our Goodwood Festival of Speed special, uh, talking about all the stuff that's launched there. If you want to follow Tony, he's at Tony Gravelwood Car Sales on most social media platforms. I'm at Seen Through Glass on most social media platforms, and we'll be back with you in about a week's time. Bye-bye. See ya. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.